Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Steve and Bobby. Here we are, episode seven. seven. Dang, seven. Man. So it's been awesome. Tons of feedback. And we are going to share another review. Review, yes. Sorry, I was pulling out my phone so I could get to it. Um, it was on Audible, right? Yeah, it was on Audible. It doesn't say, it doesn't have any name behind it, but it says, Brothers, awesome seeing this. I had the time to listen to all of the episodes and say, what a blessing to know both you personally. Two men talking about the ups and downs in life and relationships for real. How God guided you through it all by scripture, loving it, hungry for more, keep pouring and love you both. Godspeed, Isaiah 6, 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. Awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. But And luckily we know who it is because I, I texted you and I, <laughs> I was going through Audible. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's on there. I'm like, hey, do you know who this is? You're like, I think I know who it is. Yeah, I know who it is. That send me part. I mean, that's, uh, that's very much um, in the military police world. Mm. So... You know what, Will? If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude, thank you. Yeah. And we already gave you a sticker. So. Yeah, so I was glad I did that. Like, he was a, well. You know what? He was the first one to get it. He got one before you did. I so. know. It kind of made me a little angry. But, <laughs> uh, so this week, um, we, we were kind of discussing trying to figure out what we were going to do, and we had a couple of ideas. But um, the strategy of Satan by Warren, Warren Wiersbe. Yeah, it's uh, you gave this book to me right when we started getting ready to do this podcast and I've read most of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I have one chapter left, so I'll get it done, but we're not going to get through the whole book in <laughs> yeah, one episode no. anyways. Um, but we're going to, we, we talked about it and we think it's important to bring up what Satan does sure. in our lives. Right. Um, and the first thing I want to do is share uh, part of the introduction I know you were probably going to read it, but I took it from you. You got all <laughs> kinds of scripture you're going to do. So um, in the introduction, uh, he says, one of the first things he said that really caught my attention when I started reading was, please keep in mind, this book is a manual of arms for the Christian soldier. And then a little further down, he gives a little more detail. And he says, the truths in these pages will do you no good unless they are put into practice. Satan enjoys seeing... Christians get a head knowledge of victory without a heart experience because this lulls believers into a false security and Satan finds them an easy prey. It is not the reading of truth or even the enjoying of truth that brings the blessing. It is the doing of truth. Therefore, determine with the Spirit's help to put these truths into practice. Remember, you are fighting for victory. No. Remember, you, you are, are not, not fighting for victory, but from victory for Jesus Christ has already defeated Satan. And that was something that really, I mean, when I first started reading, I think that week that I started reading, I must have said that yeah. every, every chance I got. Yeah. You're fighting from victory, not for victory. And um, when you put it in that perspective, you know, when you think about what that Jesus has already defeated Satan that, I mean, we have that salvation already. So mm -hmm. don't let them try to bring you down. You're already, you've already won. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. It's like watching, you know, it's like when you TiVo a, a football game and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like watching it. It's like, well, I already know what's going to happen, but you're still entertained by what's going on. And you know, that's the way God looks at it. And we just have to know that, hey, there's there's a book that's written by the Lord and uh, he wins in the end. So if you guys didn't know that, I didn't hate to spoil it for you, but God wins, you know what I mean? But we do have an enemy that is at work that is, you know, Jesus tells us that is here to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, and uh, some of the, the let's say, the trials and the, the turmoil that's in our life is is brought by him. You know what I mean? Think of think of those areas in, in your life, you know, where you feel like, uh, you know, God's mad at me or, or, or you know, God's going to be disappointed. You know, it's, it's um, unfortunate, you know what I mean? Especially being in ministry, you talk to people and, um, I mean, I just had a, a couple in my office, two different couples in my office this last week. You know, and um, one having to do with marriage, another one having to do with children, you know, and it's like, you know, they're just feeling defeated. And it's like, hey, guys, it, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like, we need to get our bearings and we need to know that, hey, God, you know, God cares about your marriage more than you guys do. You know what I mean? Or God cares about your kids more than, than you do, you know, and knowing that and taking comfort in that. So not believing the lie, you know, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to go uh, in this book. It's kind of broken up into these uh the first four chapters are are broken up into subsections, and then the last, I think, four chapters. I'm not sure how many chapters. The last uh, set of chapters is is you know actual actual chapters, but uh, the first chapter that that it talks about is the deceiver, and he uses uh, an Old Testament example. He uses Eve, and uh, the big thing he starts off the gate with with this book is just the lies, right? So it, it's broken up into these uh, four different parts where. The first thing he identifies is Satan's target, which is your mind. Our mind, yep. You know, and then, so what's his weapon? And he uses lies to get at us with that. And then uh, what's his purpose for it? It says to make you ignorant of God's will, which is kind of what we talked about last week, right? God's will. Right. And then uh, and then here's the big one, right? Your defense, the inspired word of God. You know, like, so how do we battle these things? And, you know, being in the military, you've probably heard the quote. I know you've heard me quote it. Or um, Sun Tzu. Right. This, I don't remember, like Sun Tzu's like, I think, I think the writing of Sun Tzu is older than the Bible is. And, uh, and uh, Sun Tzu, it says, it says this, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Right. And that's huge when we look at military tactics, right? Because it's oh, like, yeah. hey, you know, do they have tanks? Do they have air support? You know, you know, going into Iraq, you know, we were completely annihilated by IEDs. Oh, yeah, because we weren't prepared for that at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we weren't prepared for it, especially on that massive scale. You know what I mean? And then and then we had mobilized IEDs where they were coming in, you know what I mean? And, and, and fighting that stuff. So it's like, you know, and, and the tactics that the enemy used, I mean. There was times, I'm sure that you know, you know, like they would come in and have a woman and a child that were strapped with a, a, a bomb on them, you know, coming in and, and acting like, you know, whether they were distressed on purpose or or not, you know, either way. And I, I remember that was one of the first attacks when, when we were downrange. And uh, it was kind of like, oh, snap. Because at the gate that, I mean, there was a, a woman that came with the baby and she blew up those two Marines coming through the gate. Those yeah. were the gate guards, you know. So it's, you know, it's important to know the enemy. What we don't want to do in this is highlight him. We don't want to give him any more attention than he needs, you know, right. but he does have a strategy, you know, and we see it at the very opening pages of scripture, you know? Right. And I think that, um, 
going into that, like, you know, the lies and the, and what he attacks being your mind. Right. And we saw it with Eve where he deceived her. He, he twisted what the words that she used to deceive her, right. With the lies. Well, you know, that's still happening every day with all of us. I know. And I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up, but just to jump right into it, like this week I've talked with you was a Mm -hmm. rough week for me. Mm -hmm. And I've had, um, multiple like days of just where I was down and, you know, talking with Kim about it too, was I had just already started the week with like in, in my mind, like in a bad place. Right. And then you start getting the little seeds that aren't truth, that aren't from scripture, that are Satan's ways of trying to deceive us and bring us down. And, you know, there was times where I was, uh, when, you know, you're going through that where you just go, well, is it really that bad? Or in the mind is so powerful that you just keep, you start thinking it over and over. And you brought it up earlier was the, where you become callous to it, where it's just like you, you have that thought in your mind so much that it's almost normal, right? Mm -hmm. Like where the self doubt or uh, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I, is this really the path I'm supposed to be on or whatever the case may be? What, even if it's like, I don't like the way I look in YouTube videos, (laughs) Bobby, you know, or whatever the case case is. So, um, but one of the things, and it's in the book that, uh, Warren words be wrote, but, um, my wife actually brought it up to me before I had read that. Um, it's in Philippians four, eight through nine. Um, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, Mm -hmm. these things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And even though like when I was talking to you about it on Thursday, you know, I was like, I was like, man, like I'm just in a bad place. And I was failing to do that. I was failing to recognize what God was doing in my life. I was failing to meditate on the good things, the things that I know are true, the things that I know he's done in my life. And I'm in that moment. And, you know, all those seeds that Satan has planted were just like, just blooming in my head. And, um, yesterday being off work was great for me because I spent the day doing things that I needed to do and I wanted to do, but I also, was blasting worship music as I was going to those places. And I was just in a good place after that. And I, I just felt renewed and I started seeing again and feeling and thinking like, okay, now I got all that out of my head, you know, sure. I, like what, what is it? The renewal, right? Mm-hmm. The and, renewing of your mind. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, I went off on a No, whole. that's cool, man. Cause, <laughs> Cause you know, like you bring up a good point and I, I know he brought it, he brings it up in the book. And I think and even with these chapters or within this section where you, it, you just read it, you know, like, uh, whatever's true, whatever is noble. And he says, meditate on these things, not the lies. And, right. and think about it. Like, yeah, you know, you came in, you were talking about how you were discouraged, you know, and how you were down and all this other stuff. And it's like, what are you focused on? 
you're focused on the lies. You're right. focused on the things that are causing you turmoil and not the things that are noble and true. And, and you know what I mean? And, and unfortunately, you know, they even say with kids, you know, like, hey, you need to be careful with what you say to your kids and how you criticize them. Because for every, you know, negative thing you, you say, you have to say like 10 good things, right? Because that negative thing is going to be the thing that they think of the most. Right. You know what I mean? And we just, I mean... We, it's healthy going back to Sun Tzu, right? In that sense where it's like, hey, if I know that that's what I'm facing, then I need to know like that is going to strip my joy away yeah. from me because I'm thinking on the negative and not on the positive. You know what I mean? And even here where he says, you know, before we get into it, where he talks about lies, you know, being a weapon, something doesn't need to be true in order for it to be believable. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're going we're going through 2020 you know what I mean? Think about all of 2020, like everything is all crazy. I mean, that. let's just, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go into that, but just oh, yeah. think about that. Like it does not have to be true in order for it to be believable. It just has to be powerful enough for you to believe it. And if it's powerful enough for you to believe it, your life is going to wrap around all that stuff. Yep. You know, and that's what the enemy wants to do. I mean, and so when he talks about Eve, like he goes, you know, when Wiersbe talks about it and we know, right, they're in the garden. God gives us, um, you know, hey, you can eat of, you can freely eat of every tree in the garden, except for this one. You know what I mean? And and so the enemy wants to strip us away from those things. He wants to to get at us. So you know, uh, in in this book, uh, he says, um, you know, Satan's target is your mind. It says when Satan wanted to lead the first man and woman into sin, he started by attacking the woman's mind. This is made clear in in Second Corinthians eleven, where it says. But I am afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ, right? And so think about that. Like the gospel, I mean, if you break it all apart, it's super simple, right? Mm -hmm. We need to just trust in Jesus. And what is the biggest thing in, in Christianity, unfortunately, is, is we want to do the work. We feel like, hey, you know what? We feel like we need to repay God and we need to do all this stuff. And it's like, no, it's it's simple, you know? And and we know that people want to repay God because in a sense, look at, you know, Matthew 7, which we've talked about, you know, in the podcast where it's like, hey, look at all the things that we did for you. And God and Jesus is going to say, yeah, but unfortunately, I never knew you. You did all these things, but they weren't for me, right? Because we forgot the simplicity of the gospel, right. you know? And, um, and it says, so why would Saint want to attack your mind? Because your mind is a part of the image of God, where God communicates with you and reveals his will to you. It is unfortunate that some Christians have minimized the significance of the mind because the Bible emphasizes its importance. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to true knowledge according to the image of the one who has created him. You know, and so when we're, and that's that right there is in Colossians 3, 9, uh, 9 through 10, you know, but he's making that contrast where it's like, you know, it's unfortunate that some Christians have minimized the significance of the mind. You know, we don't take that into effect. And some people say like, I don't want to, you know, I'm just going to just trust God and just see how things go. And like, yeah, we need to trust God, but how are you trusting him? You know, and do you have the accurate knowledge of what you need to be thinking about and meditate? There you go back to Philippians and meditating on. Right. And do you truly believe it? Right. Like, um, because it's easy to come to church on Sundays and be like, oh yeah, I believe in God. And then go out there and say, I'm going to, I'm going to trust God. But then 
the thoughts that you're going to get, those seeds that are planted aren't always from God. And mm-hmm. if you're not walking with him, you're you're probably not hearing God, right? So yeah. uh, it's it's easy. It's a lot easier to be deceived. And I think that's kind of what those – in that introduction, what he's talking about. Like, hey, this is serious stuff. Like, it's not uh, – I mean, we kind of talked about it. Like, it's a, it's a whole realm of spiritual warfare that we don't even see happening, yeah. you know. And um, it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, I trust in God. And, well, but- and, and because a lot of it is not so much on – you know, we, we think, right, like it's in our actions, you know what I mean? We think that what we do, and just like I talked about when, you know, I got saved and I was talking, you know, to to my neighbor and he was talking to me about it and like, do you know Jesus? And it was, what was I saying? Yeah, I know Jesus because of all these things that I do, I was trying to show that as a testimony of knowing him where it was really, he's like, you know about him, but you don't know him. Right. You know what I mean? And, and taking that, uh, he keeps on going right here. He says, God renews our lives by renewing our minds and he renews our minds through his truth. This truth is the word of God, you know, and that's important. And you said that, I think, within the first or second podcast, right? You know what I mean? Like, your word is truth. You right. know what I mean? Sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. And so it's like, you know, I, I know a lot of people that are like, you know, I don't read other books. Like, the only book I read is the Bible, which is great, obviously, because that's the only place that we need to rely upon on getting God's word. You know, I like reading books like this from Warren Wiersbe, especially because I think, first of all, he like, re- he writes on a low level. So it's easy for me to understand, man. Like, <laughs> no big words. Yeah, dude. I, I never read Warren Wiersbe. I'm like, I don't get this. You know what I mean? Not like reading um, J.I. Packer. Right. You know, I read J.I. Packer and I'm like, I can't even get past the introduction, man. I'm like having to look up all these words and stuff, you know? So, uh, but I think it's helpful because you get, I mean, just like within this podcast, you know what I mean? You're getting a different perspective of, of, how somebody has been affected by scripture and how they use it in their life. And, you know, there's people that are smart. I mean, this guy's, uh, you know, a great theologian. Unfortunately, he died, uh, I think, last year or the year before. And um, a great Bible teacher, you know what I mean? And to see, like, all these years of of service within ministry on, you know, how uh, he's seen people, you know, and has seen people, how they've, you know, come to the Lord or wrecked their lives. It's like, man, that's, that's wisdom. That's right. wisdom right there. You know what I mean? Um, he goes on to say some things. He says, you know, Satan can, uh, can get you to believe a lie. Then he can begin to work in your life to lead you into sin. This is why he attacks a mind. And this is why he must, that we must protect our minds from the attacks of the wicked one. Um, and he goes back more into to scripture in that, you know, um, he also brings up Proverbs, uh, 23, seven, where it says, for as he thinks within himself, so he is, you know what I mean? And he makes a contrast where it's like, you know, you are what you eat. Right. You know, any authors and like the success psychology, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and that's one of the things that we kind of talked about a little bit before we started recording was, you know, the, the mind is even in the secular world, it's important, right? Like it's, it's, you can do, if you believe it, you can do it, you know, if you believe you can achieve or whatever, whatever it is, but like, it's, so that's why. Satan is coming after our minds, right? Like, cause if he can plant that seed and you can believe that seed, then he's one, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, the, it goes, I mean, I'm all over the place with, cause I love this, book. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I, I don't want to jump ahead. Uh, it, it is, the mind is a powerful tool. Sure. I mean, it is without a doubt. And, 
you know, everybody's mind is different. And we see that with kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. and how they learn the different styles of learning. And, um, but, uh, the one thing we know is that God created it and God uses it sure. and speaks to us. Right. So we need, yeah, we need the Bible, but we also need to know like the, what, it, how we're going to be attacked. Right. And the Bible does tell us, but if you're not like really digging in and reading yeah. the Bible, you, you probably will just go right over that. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like what is one thing that, I mean, is also like throughout scripture is false prophets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think about that. You know what I mean? Why? Because they will get a part of scripture and they'll twist it to believe what they want it to say. Right. Right. And they will put it into the minds of others. And that's why it's so important. Like, we got to be careful. Like, if we look at that deception, like, let's go to the very beginning, you know, like he's doing here, like going into that garden. And it's like, you know, it's Adam and Eve, you know, and, and what happens? She eats up, you know, she's deceived and then she gives, you know, to Adam. You know, and just think about all that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, we need to know what the Bible says because we might tell somebody something wrong, wanting to do good. You know what I mean? Wanting to do good and and wanting to say something, you know, and it's like, yeah, but that's not scripture. You know what I mean? And that's what I've told you. It was like one of my biggest fears with this podcast is that I misspeak or (laughs) I I interpret something wrong, you know, and I don't want it. Like, that scares us me more than probably anything else with this podcast. (laughs) And and I mean, it should, you know, and that's why, you know, we're, you know, obviously super careful and stuff, but yeah, dude, me too. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to say something, you know, especially cause we're having the conversation, but as we're having the conversations, you know, other people's minds are going, you know what I mean? And, and they might take it, you know, some way, in a different direction than we were saying. And we don't have that opportunity where like you and I can talk and I can ask you like, well, what did you mean by that? You know, like, Oh, okay. Well I get that. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's all right, man. So you know, so so here we go. So he 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 says, uh, um, you know, your mind affects your whole being. While I do not totally agree with the success psychology, as you were talking, right, uh, and healing psychology of our day, I must admit that attitudes are important to health and success in life. The exciting new field of holistic medicine draws upon the influences of the mind to help the patient cure himself. Sales managers psych up their salesmen with thoughts of accomplishment and success, just as coaches do their football teams. While thinking alone does not make it so, it certainly helps, right? And so what he's saying is like, hey, you know, we can't put too much stock into this because there is like a whole other psychology, you know what I mean, where it's like, if you can believe you can be, you can achieve, you know, and he's saying like, you know, I, I don't want to go into that, but he's also saying like, but it is powerful because we know that people do it. You right. know what I mean? And that's the power of the mind. Um, so then he goes into uh, part two where he says, you know, Satan's weapons and that's lies. And uh, so he he breaks apart um, these different sections where um, the strategy that he used with Eve. So he says, he questioned God's word. Dude, do you realize that the first question in the Bible is coming from the serpent? That's the first question mark that's in the Bible. Really? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's crazy. As I was wriggling at this, I'm like, ah, you know what? That's right. So um, so he questioned God's word. And this is how he questioned. He says, indeed, has God said? You know, did God really say? And think about that. You know, um, you talk to people and, and they're living in sin and it's like, yeah, but does God really say this? You know, or he makes you question, you know, and well, that's yeah, why I think that's super easy nowadays, right? Like they, that's oh, yeah. one of the biggest things that critics of Christianity, like, well, the book was written 2000 years ago, how, like, how are we going to, how does that apply today? Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. is that really what God meant by that 
verse or whatever it is, you know? And I think that's, uh, that's Satan, right? <laughs> like yeah. It's, it's, Hey, how, I mean, until I started, um, going to a Bible teaching church, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know in my talks with you before I was saved, it was like, well, is that, how do I, how am I supposed to know that Bobby? Yeah. Like, is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, great. You, you've been saved. You, you have this feeling that that's what that means, but how am I supposed to know that that's really what it means? Mm-hmm. You know? And that was obviously before I was saved. And now I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, but and then what it is it right? It's yeah. the doubts in your mind that yeah. make you not want to believe it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what affects most people. And I mean that that right there alone, I mean, is probably like the big hurdle that people have to jump over before they can really surrender their life. You know? Right. And and here's the thing though, but it's like it's within your thoughts because this is, I mean, you either believe that this is true or not. You right. know what I mean? Is it the truth or not? But here's the thing: whether you believe it to be true or not doesn't affect the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's still an absolute truth. Yeah, there's yeah. still an absolute truth. You know, like I, I you give the example of like, you got a white shirt on, you know what I mean? But if I think it's blue, well, just because I think it's blue doesn't affect the color of that shirt. That just makes me look dumb. Right. You, you know what I mean? So, so he goes and he, he questions God's word. So he, and he does that. So just think, you know what I mean? As, as we're listening to this and we're thinking like, what are the things that we question? Do we question like, does God really not want me to be happy? Because if I'm, you know, let's say living with somebody that I shouldn't be living with or, or whatever, or, or does God really not want me to um, uh, not be with an unbeliever, you know, but what if I win them over? You know what I mean? Like those, right. thi- those things like you, and, and here's the thing, it, it just starts with questioning God's word, you know? And so, uh, and then he says, you know, he did not deny that God had spoken. And that's, that's what's crazy, right? He gives, he gives enough truth into it. You know, where he doesn't say, oh, just don't listen to God, he, but he, he makes you question what God says. So he, he did not deny that God had spoken. He simply questioned whether God had really said what Eve thought he had said. Perhaps you misunderstood what God spoke, is Satan's suggestion. You will tell yourself to rethink what he said. It is worth noting that in this suggestion, Satan is also questioning God's goodness. If God really loved you, he wouldn't keep something from you. He tried the same approach with our Lord in the wilderness. If you are God's beloved son, why are you hungry? You know what I mean? Right. And just a correlation. Like, Satan doesn't have any new tricks. I mean, really think about it. He doesn't have any, any. there's nothing new that he has. And so everything he's using, he just remarkets it. Right. You know? To fit the world. To fit, Yeah, to fit the world and to fit, guess what? Our heart's desires, you know? So uh, first he questions God, he makes, you know, us question God's word. And then he, you know, denies God's word. And he says, you shall surely not die. It is but a short step from questioning God's word to denying it. Of course, neither Adam nor Eve had ever seen death. All they had to go on was the word of God. But this was all that they needed. If Eve had not listened to Satan's questioning God's word, she would never have fallen into the trap when he denied God's word. So just think about this. Like, And as I read that, I'm thinking, they're in the garden. And he's like, if you eat it, you're not going to die. You know what I mean? And I wonder if he's like, you know, around this piece of fruit, whatever it is. You know what I mean? And just think of like that process that they go through. Like after Eve ate of the fruit, she didn't drop dead, mm-hmm. you know? And then, I mean, and so in, in Adam's mind, you know what I mean? Then he starts to think like, well, maybe God was just keeping something from me. You you, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, just, just think of that, you know? And then even think with Eve, you know what I mean? Like she ate it and she's expecting this thing to happen. And it's like, wait a minute. This, this didn't happen. 
you know, and, and we see that in, in the lives of people that, you know, they're, they're strong, they're walking with the Lord, and then they, then they stop. You know what I mean? And it's like, or they're, you know, here's the big thing that we see, especially, you know, from people transitioning from high school into adulthood, you know, they, what are they doing? They're living with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right? you know? And it's like, yeah, the Bible said this, but look, you know, we're happy and things are going well for us. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's that whole lie again. It's like, well, you know, it's not like we got struck by lightning. You know, we did this or it's not like we got this and we're pregnant. Like, look, we're living together and look, I'm making all this money and this person's doing this. Like, this is actually beneficial for us. You know what I mean? Right. And that, it goes back to like, they didn't, they hadn't seen it. They don't know what, they didn't know what death really was, right? Yeah. Like they hadn't seen it in their lives. And when a lot of the times when we choose to sin it's because we see other people who are oh, doing the same thing but they're succeeding at yeah, life right like i mean you can look at like uh, this country we put so much stock in like celebrities and mm -hmm. sports stars and stuff like so when they come out with some anti-christian song but it breaks records you know mm -hmm. like oh well it's obviously i'm not seeing any kind of bad thing happen to them for that so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a try too you know and uh i think it's important to also note like i think i said it in one of the previous podcasts we only know what people allow us to know so we don't know what's going on in other people's sure. lives like yeah we might see them succeeding and I talked about it in the one with the the Marine, right? Like mm -hmm. he, he was the stellar Marine. He was the Marine that everybody wanted to be like, but at home, his life was in shambles. Yeah. And so um, just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not, it, we, we don't, un, we doesn't mean it's not going to happen to us or that it's not happening to that person either. So, um, but I think like I'm, trying to wrap my mind around being in that garden and not even really knowing what death was. Right. So like, how would you even know if it happened? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy. And so this was, man, I don't know how many years ago this was, but uh, I was helping pastor Ryan. Cause when Ryan was uh, with the high school ministry and we would go over to, I'm not going to say the place, but we would go over and we would like as a high schoolers, you know, once a month, we would go to a, a place and we would go in and cook over there. And I remember talking to the guy um, who would kind of like open up the doors and was kind of like a facilitator over there and stuff. And I'd go and he was always there and we would get together. We would make food. We would pray. He was a really super nice guy. You know what I mean? And I just asked him like, hey, are you a Christian? And he's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. I was like, you know, because you're like, like you're a part of this that is, you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, something that is for the good of people. You know what I mean? And and I said, and 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 it is wrapped around scripture, you know, this place and stuff like that. He's like, Yeah, he's like, I just like helping out. He's like, he's like, I'm not I don't believe in Christianity. He's like, I, I just believe like we're all within the universe. You know what I mean? So I don't know like exactly what worldview that is. You know what I mean? I think it's like it's either like yeah. panatheism, you know what I mean? Yeah. But 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 his particular one, because he didn't really say, but he's like, I think we're just all in the universe and all this other stuff. And I was like, You think that like you just you know what I mean? And so we just, you know, like I asked him, like, what do you mean by that? And just let him talk and stuff. And then he's like, and then he started going on, you know what I mean? And, and I let him talk and, and he started saying like, yeah, I just, he's like, I just don't see how, uh, you know, that there's this 
evil force. He's like, I know there's evil out there. He's like, but you know, the way that the Bible describes it, like there was this, you know, serpent that was trying to help the humans. And, and then he started going into mythology and he's like, you know, that sounds exactly like this other story. That's a mythology. I don't even know which one it was, but he's like, and it's always the one that is trying to help humankind that gets deemed as the evil one. You know, he's like, like, think about it. Like he was trying to give them the knowledge to know what was going on. And he's like, why is that so bad? And he's like, you know, knowledge is good. Doesn't the Bible talk about knowledge? And I'm like, okay. I said, and, and I kind of knew his his story, like of of where he came from and, and what he was going through. And I was like, well, let me ask you this. I said, you have two daughters. And he's like, yeah. I said, and I said, you have custody of your kids because their mom is addicted to drugs. You know, and he's like, yeah. I said, so what's going to happen when your daughters, I said, you're probably, and you're probably raising your daughters to not do drugs and not get involved in that, right? And he's like, yeah, I do. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? And, and you know, and so I said, okay, so what are you going to do when, when, let's say your daughter starts dating a guy and that guy says, you know what? You should try this. Like, just try it. And she's going to say, well, no, I shouldn't because my dad told me that I shouldn't because of my mom. Yeah, but you know what? That's your mom. Like, you need to experience it for yourself in order for you to know. Isn't it better for you to know if you don't? And he got mad, dude. I was like, is he, would you not want her to be away from that person? Because you've already, you know, what's, you know, what's going to lead down that road. And he wasn't too happy with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? And, and that's the, the the case. You know what I mean? And it's like, I I don't want my kids to experience things. I don't want them because I already know, I already paid that dumb tax. You right. know what I mean? Like I've done it. Like you don't have to go down this route and I'm going to try to do everything in my power to advise them. Don't go down this way because of, you know, look at all the consequences that, that come from it. You know what I mean? And so, but guess what the enemy wants to do? The enemy wants to destroy that. And wants us to wreck our lives. Oh, yeah. You know, so then he, he continues to go on and he says he, he substituted his own lie. He says, you will be like God. Adam and Eve were already made in the image of God. Now, just, okay, so let's just stop. <laughs> right? So he, so, and just thinking about this, it's like, you know, that it, it talks about it at least, I think, three times in, in Genesis where it says, you know, let's make man in our image and likeness. Right. And then it says in the image of likeness, God created man. And then I think it says that one more time. You know what I mean? So like, just think about that. When the serpent went to them and says, you will be like God. If they, guess what? If they knew their Bible, they only had a few <laughs> commands. You know what I mean? If they would have known that small set of scripture that, hey, God said, let's make man in our image and likeness. And he created them in his image and likeness. I can't be any closer to God if that's the case. Right. You know what I mean? And what is the thing that Satan tried to do? Said, no, 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 if you do this, you will be like God. You know, and, and just thinking of... <laughs> it's mind-blowing. I, I, I mean, we all, I'd love to say like, oh, I wouldn't have ate of that, oh, yeah, dude, that yeah, tree, yeah, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I would be like, well, yeah, what if I could be like God, you know? like, sure. and, and, I, and I know in my own life, I mean, even this past week, just going, like talking about that, like what I was going through it was like easy to be like oh, sh i'm probably not gonna die tonight you know like yeah. or and you know i'll have a chance to to repent of whatever sin or whatever you know and it's easy to be like well why can't i just enjoy myself right now you know <laughs> and it's those lies i, I mean and there's always consequences, right? We talk about that with the high school kids. And I talk about that with my kids all the time. Every action has a consequence. It might be a positive consequence. Sure. It might be a negative consequence. But when you're in sin, it's 
almost always negative. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't think of a good one. But. Well, it, well, it, well, it, it will. It, it is negative. Right. It just might not have a negative effect on you in that moment, right? Right. Because in the says, moment, right? Yeah. Because it tells us that sin is pleasurable even for a moment. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, well, see, I did this and I'm all right. Yep. Uh, nothing happened. So yeah. I, I'm. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. And sorry again. Like I'm. When it comes to this stuff, like I'm all over the place with. Um, just like, I mean, it's easy to apply it to so many different things in my life, you know? And I'm just like, Steve, why do you continue doing sin? Like, I mean, the Bible tells us that we are all sinners and we all fall short of mm -hmm. the glory of God. But, and I think maybe that's what it is, right? Maybe it's the fact that um, there, you can't perfect it, right? Like mm -hmm. you can't, you're not going to live a sinless life. It's not going to happen. No, so happen. like, well, if I'm not going to live a sinless life, you know, it's like an insurance policy. Well, I, <laughs> I believe in Jesus, right? So I'm not going to live a, and I, I'm going to, I'm not going to live a sinless life. So well, why not do it? Right? Like it's, it's so easy to justify. To justify. It. Yeah. yeah. And, and that I think is one of the biggest hurdles I know in my own life is like, no, Steve, stop, stop going down that path. Stop thinking about that. Stop. You know, you're, there will be consequences at some point. And yeah, because especially like on so many levels, you know what I mean? And, and here's a big one. Your kids start seeing you compromise. And what does that show? Yeah. That it's okay to you know compromise. I mean? Like, yeah. like obviously the eternal implications of it, you know what I mean? Like, please, you know what I mean? Like we know, you know what right. I mean? Cause it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to play out. You know what I mean? God, God knows what's going on and we're just walking through it, you know, and who are we trusting in? You know, and, and I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, even with, you know, them, Adam and Eve giving into that temptation, right? Cause that's what they did. They gave into that temptation. And it's like, sin is, you know, we think of sin and we think of like, oh, okay, I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this. And it's like, yes, like, okay, you're talking about actions, right? But sin ultimately is us putting ourselves in God's place right here. He says, you will be like God. And so sin is us wanting to be in control of our lives. I got this. I can do it. I don't need God. You know what I mean? Like I, I am, what is it? Like the captain of my soul. There's that poem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like sin is when we put ourselves in the place of God and us saying, I know what's best for my life. You know what I mean? Salvation is when God puts his place in man. And that's what he did on the cross. Right. You know what I mean? And so just just knowing that in that sense, it's like, am I saying in this moment that I know better than God when I want to do, you know, X, Y, and Z? You know what I mean? And and you know, and we've talked about it, you know, we talk about it with the with the high schoolers all the time, where it's like, you know, yes, there are commandments that God has given us, but why? You know what I mean? It is not for, and Paul talks about it. It's not about don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't eat this. You know what I mean? Because that's the way we look at it. And when we do that, and that's exactly what Satan wants you to see. Like, look at what God's doing. Like, he just doesn't want you to eat this. Like, why would he not want this for you? You know what I mean? And then it talks about, you know, when Eve saw it, she saw that it was pleasing to the eye and good for food. It's like, why wouldn't he want me to have something if he created it? You know what I mean? Right. And we start going again with that whole rationalization. But it's like, okay. Like, let, let's just take something that we know that we shouldn't be doing. Having sex before marriage. Okay, why is that such a bad thing? God created sex, you know, and it's great. So why would he not want me to have that? Okay, well, what happens when we have sex before marriage? You know what I mean? First of all, what are we saying? Hey, I can be with this person and I don't have to commit myself. 
So then how are you going to, if you believe that, that you don't have to commit yourself, then why are you going to commit yourself to the Lord? You're right. just going to accept God and just walk after God and follow after him, but you're not, you're not committed. You know what I mean? Because it tells us that marriage is an example of God's relationship to his church, the bride of Christ. You know what I mean? So if I'm, if me, especially being a man, being a leader, and I'm going to, to, to do that, you know what I mean? What am I, what am I saying there? But I'm going to turn around and say, no, I'm a committed Christian. Really? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and then what ends up happening, right? You, you end up having sex before marriage and then now you have a child, you know, and then what are you going to do? Well, wait, I, I didn't want to get married because I didn't want to have kids. Right. And well, before that, you just get pregnant and then that whole abortion. Well, and there you go. Right. In, right? Yeah. Like, and so, and that's the thing too. Right. So, so you get into that sense and like, okay, so, so now you have a child and now you got to do something with that. You know what I mean? So like, are you going to have the child or are you not going to have the child? Well, if you're not going to have the child, what, what's going on? Why, why is that? Why is that happening? Well, we can't have one. I don't want to have a child. And, and guess what? We made a mistake. And because we made a mistake, something needs to die. I mean, ultimately that's what's going on. Right. right? Something the needs the entire Bible. Yeah, throughout the entire Bible, right? And you're right, something does need to die. Jesus Christ died for that. You know what I mean? He died for that sin. And if you got yourself in that position, that that right there shows you like, hey, maybe you need to stop. And this gives you the opportunity to like, you know what? I made a mistake. I need to bring that to Jesus. Jesus, you know what I mean? I need to repent from this and I need to move forward and I need to do right. But no, we wanna we wanna sweep that up. We wanna cover up that mistake. And what are we gonna do? We're gonna abort the child. You know what I mean? Or give it up for adoption or something like that. We're going to get rid of it. You know what I mean? And now now what's going to happen to that child? You know what I mean? And how are they going to, you know what I mean? And and obviously God, you know what I mean? That's a whole nother course. But you know what I mean? When they choose to have an abortion, it's like, now I'm taking that place and this child needs to die. And if this dies, now I'm free from this mistake. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, Jesus died. And that's what makes you free from that sin. You know right. what I mean? And and even if somebody, especially if somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, I've had an abortion. You know what I mean? Hey, with that, you need to give it to the Lord. You need to give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I mean, here we go. Because guess what? You you did that, not bringing that to God. You know what I mean? And so in, even in that situation, it's like you have to give that to God and present that to the Lord and say, God, I, I, that is sin. And I did something wrong and I need to give that to you. And I need to lay that at the foot of the cross because I know that you died for that. And I know that the forgiveness is done by you. The forgiveness is not by beating myself up. The forgiveness is not by me thinking that I'm unworthy. The forgiveness comes from me recognizing that I made a horrible mistake. But because of the cross, you still died for that. You know what I mean? And right. I'm cleansed from that. And in First John, it tells us, you know, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what I mean? So, so just even, you know, thinking about those lies and thinking about those things where it's like, he doesn't have these commandments in order to destroy our fun. He has these commandments because he knows what's going to take place and go down that line of things. You know what I mean? And we can, we can put it to, you know, premarital sex. We can, we could look at it with, um, uh, murder, you know what I mean? Anger and all that other stuff. And it's like, why does he want to do that? Cause he's our father and he wants to protect us. You know what I mean? So, uh, some of the other stuff that he says, you know, he, he, uh, you know, so he, he deters her from, from thinking these things. He starts questioning God's word, you know, and then, and then Eve starts, you know, firing back and it, and it, and Warren Worsby brings these good points up where he says, uh, you know, she took away from God's word. It says in verse two, Eve omitted, omitted the word freely. God's original, uh, original word in Genesis was from any tree of the garden, you may freely eat. 
We get the impression that Eve caught Satan's subtle suggestion. God is holding out on you, right? So she's, instead, and if you read it in Genesis, it says, no, he said that we may eat of the trees of the garden, you know? And he's like, no, he said you may freely eat in the sense of saying like, hey, this is not holding anything back from you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, um, so not only did she take away from God's word, because she didn't even bring that up when when Satan was questioning her. And then she added to God's word where it says, you know, um, where she says, you know, if we even touch it, then we're going to die. You know what I mean? And even Satan right there, because like now she's she's putting into God's word. And that's what we said. Like, we need to know scripture because once we start putting things in and somebody's like, wait, it doesn't say that in the Bible. What does that do to you? Now you're like, I don't even know if one, I don't even know. You're either going to think like, I don't know if I can trust the Bible because I thought that's what it said. Or you're going to say like, I don't even trust myself because I don't even know what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? And then and what happens to your confidence? Yeah, it goes away. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's what I mean? gone because especially if it's, a, if it's an alter, like a, a confrontational conversation, right? Like if it's, you know, if you're trying to um, – evangelize if you're trying to spread the gospel and then but you come across somebody who knows scripture yeah. and you say something that's not there they're going to be like wait that the bible doesn't say that show me where it says that and then you can't find it and now you're well obviously i'm not supposed to do this <laughs> exactly you know what i mean and so it's like we have to be careful with what what it is that god's saying you know what I mean? we need and just like what you said like hey i'm worried about the things that i say because i need to handle the scripture just carefully you know what i mean i don't want to say you know what i mean and so uh you know so she so she takes away she adds to you know and then she changes god's word and it says god did not say lest you die he said for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die Right, just subtle, just subtle words. Yeah. The penalty for disobedience, as presented by the enemy, did not seem as harsh. Therefore, Eve considered forsaking God's will. And here's man, here's the thing: she forsook God's will and obeyed Satan's will. I mean, here's the thing: when we pick and choose on what we're going to believe, I mean, ultimately, we need to know this: if I'm not going to choose what God wants, then I'm going to believe the lie. And if I'm believing the lie, I'm giving into the strategy of Satan. I'm giving into that. So like I either choose God or I choose to disobey God. You know what I mean? I mean, it's cut and dry, you know? Right. I mean, and if it's as simple as that. And we talked about it, you know, uh, you know, it, it, talking about walking with God. We were talking, you know, last podcast about walking worthy. And it's like, man, if I would just walk with him, you know what I mean? And I wouldn't try to hide myself from him. And I would just keep myself with him in those places. Like, yeah, there there would be things that I would not watch. There would be movies that I would not see. You know what I mean? There would be things that I would not say if I knew I was walking with God. And the problem is, is sometimes I want to say those things or sometimes I want to act that way. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, man, if God doesn't want me to, just give me that desire. You know what I mean? And it's not something that I can just change within myself. It's got to be something that God is going to do in me, you know what I mean? But going back to believing the lies, you know what I mean? Like, am I giving into things that are influencing me? Because here's the thing. I mean, Satan influenced her to do this. He didn't force her to do this. He influenced it. You know what I mean? Right. And we have to be careful with the things that we watch. You know, why? Because if we are not careful, then we're going to give into those things. Talking about, you know, being calloused. I mean, we see it in shows now. Like, there are advertisements, there are commercials now on, on television that would have like never been on television a few years ago, never would have been on oh, television. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so what does that start doing? 
you start seeing that and eventually, guess what? You're going to get conditioned to it. And they're conditioning our kids to it. You know what I mean? They're conditioning our kids. I, I've talked about it before where, you know, my kids were watching this show and all of a sudden there's two dads on there. And my boys are like, "Are did they just say dads? You know? And I'm like, well, let's see what they said. Like, that's the way it looks. But you know what I mean? And it's like, hey, guys, I can't allow you to watch this stuff because it is contrary to what we believe, right, is a family. Okay. And I can't have you watching this because if I allow my kids to watch it, guess what? They're going to be conditioned to it. And they're going to think that there are things that are just acceptable. You know what I mean? And, and that's huge, you know, and here we go with Adam. I mean, we'll, we'll stop here, but you know, with Adam in the sense where it's like, he gave into that, you know, and here's the hard part. Eve eats of the fruit and then he takes a fruit and she gives to him. And so now she's influencing him saying, Hey, it's okay nothing's wrong with me. Nothing happened to me. So she's influencing him in that moment as the leader of the family, he should have been like, look, I'm not giving into this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Like, I love you, but if God created you, he's going to create another one for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, sorry, you know, but here's the thing he loved. And you know, we talked about this before, like he loved her so much. And this is what I'm thinking. Like, so please, like I'm, this is my own thoughts. Like going into this, like, why would he give into it? You know what I mean? One, maybe he wanted to, Okay. Maybe he wanted to, obviously they were chilling around it. You know what I mean? So maybe he wanted to, or he was curious about it. So that could be what led him into that temptation. Or maybe he loved her so much that he didn't want to be without her. And, and the Bible tells us, right? Like, Hey, if you're going to follow after me, like you need to follow after me more than you're going to, you have to have more love for me than you have for your own family, than more love for me than you have for your kids, more love for me than you have for your, your spouse. You know what I mean? The Bible's clear about that. It says, you know, it's almost like in the sense where you you need you need to hate. You know what I mean? Like, hey, your love for me has to be greater than your love for somebody else. Well, you know, people will be like, well, why would God even say that? Why? Because somebody else might be given over and be deceived. And if you compromise, you know what I mean? Now they're going to lead you down, down that path. You know what I mean? That's what happened with Adam and Eve. And it's like, you know, did he give into it because he didn't want to be without her? Certainly possible. I mean, it's possible. You know what I mean? And so, you know, and, and that's the thing. So I love my kids so much, you know, like I'm not going to allow you to do this. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give into this. There are times where it's like, hey, we're going to go to church and like, well, we're playing with friends and all this other stuff. It's like, okay, that's fine. And they'll be here when we get back. But this is what our family does. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to go because it's important. And it's important that you know that these are the things that we do because when they get older, Hey, I want them to have a habit of knowing like, this is what we do and nothing takes precedence over this. There are times where my kids are like, I had a sleepover or something's going on. Like, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? But like, I don't allow them to have that habit. Why? Because I don't want to please my kids. You know what right. I mean? Like if I did that, you know what I mean? They have candy and all kinds of stuff all the time. You know what I mean? So we need to be careful with that in knowing, you know, and then he goes into this. Um, you know, he wanted to make them ignorant of God's word. I know we're running close, so let's go into uh, the defense, right? So he says, you know, what is your defense? It's the inspired word of God. Only the inspired word of God can reveal and defeat the devil's lies. You cannot reason with Satan. And here's the thing. We can't reason with Satan. Like, you know, we, we get the armor of God, but it's not our battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not the one in the fight thinking like, I'm getting suited up and, and uh, the Armor of God is very clear. You know what I mean? You put on the breastplate of righteousness. Whose righteousness is it? It's his. You know, the helmet of salvation. Whose salvation is it? It's his. You know, even with the sword, the sword of the spirit. 
that's his. You know what I mean? It's not your defense because all too often, guess what? We're going to go into, you know, let's say you go into work and you've had altercations with people and you're like, I'm going to suit up, but I'm going to suit up and I'm going to put on my breastplate of righteousness because they should have never treated me that way. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell, you know what I mean? And things, things like that, mm -hmm. you know? And so- you know, it's not, it's not ours. We can't reason with Satan. It's not like, oh, you know what? I can take it. I'm prayed up and I'm going to go toe to toe with him. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> he's, he's way much stronger than we are. Right. So man's wisdom is no match for Satan's cunning. Only uh, our only defense is the inspired word of God. Our Lord did not use, and going back to Jesus, right? Our Lord did not use his divine power to defeat Satan. He used the same weapon that is available to us today. The word of God. Jesus was led by the spirit of God and filled with the word of God, as we shall see, you know, in later chapters. The word of God is the sword of the spirit and the Holy Spirit can enable us to wield the sword effectively. If you and I are going to defeat Satan's lies, we must depend on the word of God. This fact lays in several responsibilities, responsibilities upon us, right? One, we must know God's word. Okay, we have to know it. We can't, you know, uh, uh, impart things or 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 take things out just like you did, right? Uh, you know, hey, and if we're gonna know it, we should memorize it. Okay, so there's like scriptures that I can memorize. I know that there's parts in my life where it's like there are a small amounts of scriptures that I have memorized. You know what I mean? But it's like those are the things that I rely upon. I just need certain things that I know that I can hold true and just know that I can take that with me. Um, you know, we must meditate on God's word, just like you talked about it in Philippians, right? We must meditate on these things. And then we need to use God's word. We need to use God's word in order to defeat his lies, defeat his attacks, right? Uh, Warren Worsby says, it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to bring God's word to our minds when we need it. But how can he bring something to our minds? If we don't know it. If we don't know it. If we don't know it, we don't read it. We don't meditate on it. You know what I mean? And we're just like, you know, our only Bible verse is, you know, uh, when we go to In-N-Out and we finish that fries container, right? <laughs> and that, that scripture that's there, you know what I mean? Like, if that's the only scripture you have, like, I mean, yeah, I guess God's going to bless that. But you know what I mean? Like, you have to, you know, like, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And he's only going to work on scripture that you know to bring it to your mind because it's going to point you to Jesus, you know? Uh, but the Spirit of God cannot remind you of something that, that you have not learned. He says, please keep in mind that Satan knows the Bible far better than we do, and he is able to quote it. You know, and th going back to Jesus, you know, Jesus is in the wilderness, and what does he do? You know, he tries to deter Jesus, like, oh, well, if you are the Son of God, you know, Scripture, it's written that it says this, right? And then Jesus comes back and gives him another Scripture, you know, to combat that. Because there you go again, false teachers, false prophets, what are they going to use? They're going to use scripture in order to get their point across on whatever it is that they're trying to to get. Right. Um, the spirit will show you when Satan is using the Bible to pro, uh, to promote his own lies, as he did with Jesus in the wilderness. God promises to protect us only when we are in His ways. You know, and that's what's super important. You know what I mean? And there's you know Old Testament examples. I mean New Testament examples, but it's like you know it, it, like Saul. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, look at this. I'm offering it to, to God. It's like, no. God wants your obedience, not not your sacrifice. Right. That That's what he's wanting from us. You know what I mean? Because when we're obedient, we're obedient to God's word, just like, you know, they failed to, to do in the garden. Um, you know, the big thing that, you know, as we look at all this stuff and we look at the lies, and I know we're, you know, we went over more than what we wanted to. Um, you know, in First John, he says this, and I think it's just huge. In First John, uh, chapter one, verse four, it's, it's uh, chap 
chapter one, verse six says, so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. You know, and like, and that's what he's, you know, John's like trying to tell us, like, you know, going back to that rationalization, how many times do people are like, no, I'm okay. No, I have a relationship. I did, you know, and my neighbor loved me enough to tell me like, look, no, you don't. You know, he loved me enough to tell me like you, you know, you might think that you're walking right in the ways, you know, but you're not. And he didn't give me his own wisdom. I mean, he opened up the Bible. You know, and, and just like how John calls him out, it's like, so you are lying if you say this, you know? And so, you know, the big thing in, in looking at this and, in, 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 you know, everything that we do is like, how are we walking? Last, last week we were talking about walking worthy, you know what I mean? And it's like, here we go. We're not walking so that we would be made worthy. Going back to that, you know, kind of how Warren Worsby says, you know, it's not for victory, it's from victory. We're not walking worthy so that we can be made worthy. We are to walk worthy because we're already worthy. Right. You know what I mean? And and how are we gonna do it? You know, so you know, the big things is like, you know, as as you know, even reading these, you know, this book and 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 anytime that you dig in scripture, it's like, you know, God, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. You know what I mean? Thank you for giving us, you know what I mean, uh your son to take away our sins, you know, and knowing that I can come back to that. And, and I don't have to try to do it in my own strength. And, you know, realizing, man, maybe I have been trying to do it in my own strength. And that's exactly why I keep on putting myself in the same position over and over and over again, you know? I think that's huge. I mean, I think that knowing um, what, that we can't do it ourselves. You know, like all those times that you you struggle with, addiction to whatever um whatever sins in your life if you're not relying on the strength of jesus who paid the price for that sin you're not going to defeat it you're not gonna you're not gonna get past it you know it's gonna keep recurring and you know there's times in my life where i'm like you know you hear about people who um are delivered from their sin, right? Mm -hmm. Like people who, who just can't even like, let's say they're addicted to alcohol and they can't even stomach the smell of alcohol anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, like sometimes I'm like, God, just deliver me. Like, <laughs> why, why can't I have that? You know? Yeah. And usually it's because I'm, I spend too much time also, also rationalizing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and, um, you know, we're not, it's not going to, it's not going to, be easy all the time because that person who was delivered from that thing probably is dealing with something else too. You know, like, okay, you're going to, you might not struggle with alcohol anymore, but you're going to struggle with pornography that, yeah, or whatever. Else, yeah. Right. Get like, one thing for the other. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's huge just to know, like you have to rely on our savior, right? Like you have to rely on that, on his strength. He's already, defeated satan so we're fighting from victory not for victory yeah for sure so you know like if anybody's listening you know what i mean just you know it, as you listen to this it's like this is your opportunity to think like i i'm not right with the lord you know what i mean and and that's grace right there you know what i mean that's a gift that he gives us repentance 
is a gift that he gives us. You know what I mean? The fact that it's not, we're just doomed, like, oh, great. Well, here I am in this position. Now I'm just doomed. No, you're not. You know what I mean? You're right. not. And maybe you've been believing the lie. And maybe you've been lying to yourself. You know what I mean? And, 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 and even John says this, you know, like, if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar. You know what I mean? Like John just like doesn't hold back. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, and maybe you're at the point where you're like trying to rationalize it. And really ultimately what you're saying is that God's the one that's lying. You know what I mean? And going back to that, it's like, so who, what path are you following after? If we're following after the Lord's path and that's what we're focused on and that's what we're trying to go after, you know, uh, where we said it, you know what I mean? You're, um, you know, your, your word is the lamp unto my, to my feet and the light unto my path. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're trying to walk it, you know, and sometimes we veer off the path, but that's his grace. So we know like, Oh, I, I went off. Now I need to go back onto the trail. You know what I mean? And so if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I have gone so far, like my life doesn't look anything the way that it should. It doesn't look like it's it, like, like I'm following after the Lord. It doesn't look like anything that you guys are talking about. And it does look like I have just lived a lie. I'm living a lie. I'm believing a lie. And guess what? I'm also bringing others down that wrong path. You know what I mean? This is your opportunity right now to just say, hey, you know what? Like, hopefully I pray that the Holy Spirit is working in your life. And maybe you're like, you know, maybe your heart's beating fast, your hands are sweaty or, or whatever the case is. It, it, and to just bring you to a place where this is between you and God. You know what I mean? We have a father that loves us and and he's not punishing you. You know what I mean? There are consequences to the choices that we make, you know? But, but when we look at it, the situation that we're in and be like, no, God's angry with me and he's punishing me. No, he's not. Because his son took that punishment. His son took that punishment so that we wouldn't take that punishment. And that's the importance of the gospel. That is the importance of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? You don't have to try to hide your sin. You don't have to try to, try to uh, you know, fix your sin. You just need to get it right with the Lord and allow him to guide you and to lead you into that way. You know, what are the steps that you take? Hey, you know what? Right now, you know, this is your opportunity, you know, confess to God, ask him for his forgiveness, ask him. Ask for the Holy Spirit to enter your life and God, you know what I mean? Like Holy Spirit, fill me, fill me with you, you know, right. so that I can know you and, and then start. There's a, one, you know what I mean? You can, you can look for a church that is teaching through the Bible, right? A Bible believing church, you know, and ask God to reveal, like, if this is not the place that I need to be, please show me. And if it is a place, go, because there's, there's going to be somebody there that is studying the word of God, that can give you counsel, that is teaching and will, and will guide you into truth and steer you away from the lies that you've, that you've believed. Um, you can reach out to us, you know, we can pray for you. Uh, we can, we can give you whatever kind of resources that, that we can guide you in if that's the case, you know what I mean? But most importantly, you just need to get right with the Lord and you need to ask him to fill you and to guide you. And, and just like we talked about reading your Bible, you know what I mean? Like if you don't, if you don't have any of that stuff, if you don't have any of those resources, you know, you're going to be limited to your own power. And, and if you're in a place where you know, like you need to come to God, you know, that has taken you this far, right? Not knowing God's word. So knowing God's word can take you where you need to go and guide you on the path where you need to go. Amen. You know, amen. I think this is a good place to stop, dude, <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, if you don't mind praying. Guys, thank you so much as always for, you know, being a part of this and, and uh, reach out to us if there's any way that we can't pray for you. If there's, hey, you know, always, guys, if you don't mind leaving a, uh, any kind of review or just let us know how this is benefiting you, you know what I mean, in any way, shape, or form. Guys, if you find this helpful, just share it. If anything else, just yeah. share it to somebody that you know can benefit from it. 
without a doubt. That's probably one of the biggest things. Like the, it's great getting all the comments and the, sure. the, but ultimately we just want to make sure other people are hearing it too. And cause if all, all, as long as we help one, right. Yeah, and for sure. you never know who you're going to send it to. And if God's telling you, like, if you're feeling like, Hey, I haven't talked to this person in a while and you know, let me reach out to them. And if they're in a, in a bad place, send them the podcast, you yeah. know, like it, then you don't have to deal with it. If you're don't feel like dealing with it, you know, let, yeah, for sure. let them listen to what we're saying. So, all right, let's pray. Let's pray. Dear heavenly father, Thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives right now. And as we uh, push this message out to the world, God, I'm, it's on my heart that, you know, there are people who are, who are out there that are looking at their lives right now and they're, they're thinking, I'm too far gone. I'm too far away. And God, I just want you to just work in them and let them, um, give them the peace to know that they're not too far away. They're not too far gone. And that, um, sin is sin. It doesn't matter if I lie or if I kill somebody, it's sin is sin. And that you will, you sent your son to, as a gift for us to give us that salvation and allow us to have a relationship with you without him. We couldn't do, we couldn't have that relationship. We would never, uh, be enough to to walk with you god and i just want to get that get your spirit into them lord and let them know that there there is a way and um give them the the peace the strength the knowledge to to know what's right and know what's truth um that there is but one truth and it's your truth god and until next week, I would just be with all of the people who hear this message and continue to work on their hearts, Lord, and work in their lives. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.